Hey friends, this is episode 45 of Faith Fitness Joy. How to set up a sleep routine. It may not be the first thing that occurs to you when you think about health and fitness, but sleep is far more important than we tend to think. Many of us, myself included, for many years, seem to try to like operate on as little sleep as we possibly can. It's like we are trying to squeeze more hours out of the day. And as much as we may want to get more done and try and get by with less sleep, it really doesn't do us any favors. In a recent episode, I discussed how sleep affects our weight loss efforts. And so today I'm discussing how you can establish a good sleep routine so you can get better results. This is Faith Fitness Joy, and I am Rochelle Weiss. Does losing weight or getting fit and healthy seem hopeless? Do you struggle with how to get started? Maybe you're tired of being on the diet and fitness roller coaster, or sometimes feel overwhelmed, depressed, and like you have somehow lost yourself in the busyness of motherhood, work, and life. Do you want to have more energy and feel more connected and happy? Do you seek a deeper connection to God? Faith Fitness Joy is all about achieving full health. It is about health of the body, mind, and soul for Christian moms. If you are ready to lose weight or get fit, improve your nutrition, feel better, healthier, and happier, while also strengthening and deepening your connection to God, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to episode 45 of Faith Fitness Joy, friends. Today, we're talking about how to set up a good sleep routine. So what does that look like? First, you need to establish a consistent bedtime and you need to stick with it. Two, stay off your phone, tablet, laptop, TV within an hour of your bedtime. Three, avoid and even better yet, cut alcohol out completely. Four, avoid caffeine after 10 a.m. Five, establish a consistent wake up time. And six, stop hitting that snooze button. Now, I am a natural born night owl. For years, it seemed that I would come to life at night. Not surprisingly, I am not a natural morning person. Up until a little over a year ago, I would stay up until anywhere from like 11 p.m. to midnight during the work week. Yes, during the work week. And even later on the weekends. I would drink wine in the evenings to calm myself down and de-stress. And I also mistakenly thought that it helped with my anxiety and that it would help me to fall asleep easier when I got to bed. I would drink countless cups of coffee in the morning from the time I woke up until about one or two in the afternoon. And because I had adapted to it, I thought it was fine. I thought I struggled to get up in the morning because I just wasn't a morning person, not because I wasn't getting enough sleep or getting quality sleep. Thankfully, I eventually learned about the ways that this was affecting me, and I cover this in more detail in my episode, How Sleep Affects Weight Loss. So if you want to check that out, go ahead and go check that out, um, because it also goes more into that. So when I learned how my bad habits around sleep were actually countering my weight loss efforts, I got really serious really fast about establishing a better sleep routine. So... What comprises a good sleep routine and how do you set one up? Well, the first thing you have to do is establish a consistent bedtime and you have to stick with it. You have to stick to that bedtime. So the first thing is 
to get a bedtime and ensure that you get at least seven hours of sleep before you need to get up in the morning. So whatever bedtime you land on, um, like if you need, let's say you need to get up at 6 a.m., you want to back up seven hours from that at least and make that your consistent bedtime. The ideal is to go to bed no later than 10 p.m. and as meaning like you're in bed ready to go to sleep by 10 p.m. Um, and actually there's a lot of research about why 10 p.m. is like that sweet spot for when you should be going to sleep and why you shouldn't stay up beyond that. So I encourage you to look into that for yourselves because there's a lot of great information out there and it just helps give you a better idea to like go kind of look into that and read about it. But regardless of what time you land on for your bedtime, make sure that you're getting a minimum of seven hours of sleep every night, as I said. Um, and again, there's a sweet spot around that. I believe it's seven to nine hours of sleep that, that people generally need. And you want to stick to the same bedtime as much as possible, including on the weekends. The second thing is to stay off your phone, tablet, TV, laptop, whatever devices um, within an hour of when you will be going to bed every night. And this is another one that there's a lot of research behind it, um, how those screens actually affect the quality of your sleep. It disrupts your sleep cycles and basically makes it harder for you to fall asleep in a nutshell. And so I know this can be challenging. Um, even, you know, a lot of people like to read on their phones or their tablets. I know I have a lot of books on the Kindle app on my tablet, uh, and that's where I do a lot of my reading. Um, so it can be challenging. It was certainly challenging for me to establish this habit. And I still, you know, have a hard time at times. So at the very least, at the very, very least, while you are working to change this habit and establish that hour ahead of bedtime that you're going to turn your phone off, get off the screens, Use that setting on your phone. Um, it's like an eye shield setting uh, and it'll turn off the blue light basically on your screen. So at the very least do that because it will help some. But ideally you want to, like if you're going to bed at 10, you want to be off your phone or your devices by nine o'clock. The third thing is to avoid, and as I mentioned, it's even better to cut out alcohol completely. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I used to rely on wine to calm myself down in the evenings. Um, you know, I thought it helped my anxiety. Um, little did I know it was actually making it worse. Um, and it did help me fall asleep. So um, I also thought that it was like helping me sleep um, because I also struggled with insomnia at times um, because I was, you know, of my stress levels and all of that. So um, but like I said, I didn't know it at the time, but one of the reasons that I was always tired and struggled to wake up in the mornings was because of the wine. And the reason is alcohol, while it may seem to help you fall asleep, it actually has a negative effect on your sleep cycles because it keeps you from going into REM sleep, um, and to getting into those deep sleep cycles that you really need to feel refreshed and that your, your body and your brain need. Um, so it, it's really, you're, it's almost like you're not sleeping. Um, when you are drinking alcohol at night and using it to kind of help you fall asleep. Um, and so this is why you don't feel rested in the morning if you're like I was, and that's what you were doing in the evenings and helping you fall asleep that way. So, um, and this, this step is also hard. You know, I had a hard time with this. Um, I, you know, I really enjoyed wine. I would love to like, you know, come home from work and have some wine when I was cooking. And like I said, it helped me unwind and relax, but, um, so it was, it was a hard habit for me to get rid of and to let go of. But 
Um, and then it's hard to establish this new habit of not, you know, drinking in the evenings and kind of like relying on it to help you fall asleep because in that first month or so, it's really difficult uh, because you're used to, your body gets used to you kind of using that to help you fall asleep. And so then it's really hard to fall asleep at first when you cut it out. Um, so like I said, it was, it was a good month, maybe longer, um, before I was able to fall asleep without, um, alcohol. And now I am so glad, um, that I made myself go through that because I actually sleep better now and I have more energy throughout the day and I feel more rested when I wake up in the morning than I used to. So, um, it's really a good thing to do for yourself. The fourth thing is to avoid caffeine after 10 a.m. Now, this is another tricky one. I loved my coffee as much as the next person. Um, Many of us rely on caffeine, particularly coffee, to get going in the morning, right? Um, And one or two cups is certainly fine. But, you know, countless cups, coffee cup after coffee cup, like I was doing during the day. And I mean, I'd get to work. I'd have a travel. I'd wake up in the morning and have coffee. Then I would fill my travel mug with coffee for my drive into work. Um, this was back when I had like a nearly one hour commute to get to work. Um, so I would drink my coffee in my commute. Then I would get to the office and get more coffee. Um, and I'd be doing that till well into the afternoon. Um, so the problem with this is like anything, you develop a tolerance for it and then you drink more and more coffee. Um, And then eventually you're just making it harder for yourself to fall asleep at night. Um, You're making it harder for yourself to get good sleep. Um, And um, there's lots of research around, you know, when you're consuming that much caffeine and how that can affect you. Um, And I strongly believe this had a lot to do with the adrenal burnout and and, um, kind of the effects of that that I've suffered through a few times in my life um, that combined with, you know, the stress. So... Um, by now, let's see, it's been almost six months. I've completely cut coffee out. I drink very little caffeine now compared to what I used to. Um, and I'm not saying you have to give it up completely. And if you're not ready to give up coffee, then, you know, the best thing you can do is set some limits for yourself to improve your sleep. So before I cut it out completely, um, I did find it very helpful for me to not have any coffee or caffeine after 10 a.m., Um, that did make a big difference for me when I was trying to fall asleep later that night. Um, basically the longer you're consuming it during the day, it's, you know, staying in your system longer and it's kind of like anything else. Your body takes time to process it. So the more you've got in there, the longer it's going to take your body to process it and the harder it's going to be for you to fall asleep later. So it's just better to, um, cut it off earlier in the day. So the fifth thing is to establish a consistent wake-up time for yourself. Like most things that we talk about here in this podcast, consistency is key. So just as you want to have a consistent bedtime, you also want to have a consistent wake-up time. Yes, even on weekends. That said, I like to sleep in as much as the next person. We all like to sleep in a bit on our days off. So a good rule of thumb is to keep yourself within the max range of sleep that I mentioned earlier, which is about up to nine hours. Um, There is such a thing as oversleeping. You can get too much sleep. Um, You can just as you can undersleep. And so either one of them will affect your sleep cycles and your quality of sleep. So you want to be mindful of that and you want to keep yourself within the seven to nine hour range all the time. 
And the last thing, um, number six, is to stop hitting the snooze button. So this one is one that I learned about pretty recently, actually, and I am still aspiring to get to this point <laughs> myself. Um, it is hard for me because I am a fan of the snooze button. However, research has shown that hitting snooze in the morning actually makes you feel more tired throughout the day. And it makes total sense when you kind of look into this for yourself and read uh, some of the stuff that I was finding. Um, this basically has to do with the sleep cycle that you're in when the alarm goes off, right? Like you're, you're dead asleep when the alarm goes off and then the alarm goes off and it wakes you up, right? So then at that point, like your body will start to wake up and it starts to go through its, its hormonal and, um, you know, process to wake you up. But what we do is we hit the snooze button and then we roll back over and we go back to sleep and then we go right back into that cycle. And then we're in like this in-between state. Um, and then, so every time you're hitting that snooze button, you're just kind of like prolonging this. And then when you get up after that, uh, you know, one, one time hitting the snooze button or three times, whatever it is, it's like you're just, you've just at this point like locked yourself into like this, sleepy groggy state for the whole day um and the few times so far that i have been able to get up when the snooze button or without hitting the snooze button um i have noticed i do feel better throughout the day and i do feel more refreshed and i don't have that kind of grogginess that i typically have all day long um so there really is something to this like I said, it is hard for me um, and anyone else who is a fan of the snooze button like I am, you may find this one a difficult one to um, establish as a new habit. Um, and I know there are folks out there who do not have the snooze button problem and they are able to get up when the alarm goes off. And that is something I aspire to myself. Um, so that is it my friends that is how you set yourself up with a sleep routine that will ensure that you get enough sleep and that you get quality sleep which will in turn help you feel better overall and also get better results from all of your health and fitness efforts that you are working so hard to establish and maintain so that concludes today's episode of faith fitness joy i would love to hear from you so please share your thoughts in the comments and if you find this helpful and you want to continue the pursuit of faith, fitness, and joy with me, please like and subscribe. And you can also find Faith, Fitness, Joy on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, check out the new free Faith, Fitness, Joy Facebook group, not the page. There is a group. Um, I would love to see you in there. I am going to be sharing all kinds of different things in there like master classes, um, and a number of other um, exciting things and information that I'm going to be sharing in there. So please check that out and join. You can also find the website at faithfitnessjoy.com. And um, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. And I really hope to see you in the comments and on the socials. Thank you so much for joining Faith Fitness Joy today. I hope you found something helpful in today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So please leave a comment and let me know what you found helpful or what you'd like to learn more about in future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. You can also connect with me on social media at Faith Fitness Joy on Instagram or Facebook. Check out the blog at www.faithfitnessjoy.com. This is Rochelle Weiss wishing you health and happiness of mind, body, and soul.